Have you ever experienced trying to do something important, but then getting distracted online and not getting it done, or it's taking a lot longer? It's never happened to me. What happens to us personally when we spend too much time absorbed in things we can't change? What happens as a culture when millions of people absorb negative news they can't control every day? What would happen if you, personally, refocused your attention on the things you can change in yourself? What would happen if you focused on making a positive change on those around you and the world around you? And what can we learn from Mahatma Gandhi, the 70-pound Indian aesthetic, wearing a loincloth with only a handful of belongings, who took down the mighty British Empire the most powerful force in the world at the time. If you feel overwhelmed by everything going on in the world and want to find a way back to your center and a way to actually make a difference, then listen on. Lots of love and welcome to the Miracle Consciousness series. Welcome back. So in this series, we've been sharing some beautiful things on how to align ourselves with the highest good for all. How can we really come into that beam of light that we've talked about, where we're aligned energetically, spiritually, with the things that are truly the highest good. And in this next part of the Miracle series, we're going to be talking about one of the most important things of all, mind your own business. Mind your own business. This is a very profound thing. Mind your own business and give blessings. That's what we're calling it. Because this is actually the underlying secret behind so many people, successful people. If you look at any autobiography, take your favorite people in the world, look at their biography, and you will find that Without exception, they minded their own business. In other words, they paid close attention to the things that they could do, which is why they were able to do so much. And they didn't get caught up in distractions and things that they couldn't change. So what is mind your own business? This is a really, very deep thing. It's a common expression. You might have heard something and when I first came across this this expression mind your own business I think it was an adult I remember probably asking someone and they said I said what's this what's this what's this as a child and they said mind your own business what's <laughs> none of your business none of your business mind your own business so normally that expression means don't poke your nose into matters that aren't your business but it has another meaning which is be mindful of your own business, your own purpose, your own dharma, and give your personal attention and your love to the things that you can actually change rather than all the other things. So it has these two meanings. Mind your own business. Don't get involved in stuff that is none of your business. And focus on your business because if we ignore our own business our own life our own wealth our own success our own service 
it will collapse. People who ignore their business end up in ruin. Right? So this is an extremely important thing. And if we can really ground this in, because it's one thing knowing about this theoretically, and it's another thing really bringing it into our practical life and reminding ourselves of these things again and again and again. So this is what we're going to be jumping into today. And a fun fact, did you know, did you know that seven out of 10 Americans are more concerned about their pet's health than their own health? Isn't that interesting? Seven out of 10. And that's, of course, it's great to look after our pets, but this is like a funny example of not minding your own business. Someone might be really, really sick, dying of cancer, and they're looking after their pet rather than taking care of them. So we've really got to we more we look after ourselves, the more we can look after others and our pets. And then what was the statistic for how many dogs and cats are on uh, anti-anxiety medication in the in the United States? Would you believe it that there are nearly 11 million dogs on anti-anxiety medication in America? And uh, 2 million cats, just about. So, <laughs> I mean, this is a strange and wondrous situation we're dealing with. America is a fascinating country, and this these facts we're talking about are part of a bigger issue going on here, which we're going to be discussing. So it's all really a result of not minding our own business, and oftentimes not knowing what our own business is. That's a really interesting piece here, is that we have to know what is my purpose, what is my calling, what is my divine business, not someone else's business, not what someone else wants us to do, but what is my own purpose in business? And you know, this fun fact about uh, cats and dogs, I think it's, it's so symbolic because the animals, the pets, they will follow suit, generally speaking, with the vibration of their owners. And so I wouldn't be surprised if those same pets on the medication, I really wouldn't be surprised if their owners are on the medication and the owners aren't in alignment and integrity with their full purpose. Now, if you're listening and I'm, I do apologize if that's not true for you and you have a pet on anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication, there's always exceptions and it could be a benevolent thing in certain circumstances. However, overall, we're definitely seeing trends in our culture of people feeling depressed, people feeling anxious, people feeling completely out of alignment with themselves, not able to be with themselves, um, needing to have constant television on, needing to have constant distraction from the phones. Um, we have epidemics of panic attacks and, oh gosh, I think there's just so, you know, so many um mental, uh, I don't know what the word would be, kind of, I guess, disorders or, you know, experiences that are other than an experience of happiness, contentment, and peace. So, so much of this can come back to minding our own business and knowing what our own business is. And if we don't know to seek to find it, a lot of what Michael and I do in the world is about helping people discover their dharma with Awakened Academy and with the work that we do. So if you don't know, 
just a little pre-step. This isn't what this podcast is about, but a pre-step is to seek to know, seek to find it, seek to discover, re-experience what your business really is. And if you don't, someone else will very quickly give you something to consider is your business because there are huge numbers of people wanting to get other people involved in their thing, whatever it is. So we only have a limited amount of energy in our lives, each one of us. Each day we have a certain amount of energy, certain amount of time and in our life. You know, we think we're going to live forever and ever, but we'll die and it will all end. So what are we doing? And I think as people get older, they value their time more than when they're younger. So we have limited time and we have limited energy and we also have limited control over things in our lives. We can't control everything in the world. And people who are control freaks tend to be very, very, very disturbed people because they're trying to control an uncontrollable thing. What do we have control over? We have a fair amount of control over our thoughts if we're practiced at it, over our words if we practice it, over what we eat and drink. And there are certain things that how we relate to people and what we do like we if we live in a free society and we take advantage of it we have a fair amount of control but even then crazy things happen like covid and other things and if we mind our own business so we say okay here's what i can control and here is what my business is then we will allow ourselves to do the things that make our health better, we'll feel better, we'll feel our our money improves, our relationship improve, we'll be inspired to get out of bed in the morning because we have something to do that we have decided to do. We're in control of the things we are in control of. So it's a beautiful thing to say, what is my business? What do I have control over? And how can I fully, fully, heartfully, soulfully take advantage of all of those things? Because then we can actually make a difference in the world. And one of the most important things we need as human beings is a sense of mastery, a sense of agency, where we have the capacity to have an idea in our mind and bring it forth into life. This is what inspires me the most. And this is mostly why I spend my life doing is bringing things through and Ara was complaining to me that I have too many things the other day she's just doing things you're not bringing enough through I'm doing my best I'm doing my best but we we are when we have an idea and inspiration and we bring it forth it really brings us a lot of joy a lot of inspiration and our business is to be of service right so the reason we're why are we here now recording this because we care about you and we make sure we show up every week to do this. We could sit around watching a movie or something, you know, you know, or playing um, some random game or something, but we're, we're not doing that, we're here. And we like being here, we love being here. So all the famous people, all the most powerful people in the world, they've all figured this out. They realize that time is limited, 
their energy is limited, they have limited control, so they focus on the things that they can do. Just tune into it. What would happen to a potential Olympic athlete if instead of doing their practice, they spent their whole time on Instagram and watching YouTube videos? What would happen to them? Yeah, their Olympic dreams would be destroyed. That would be the end of it. What would happen to a scientist who was working on a really important breakthrough and then they got off track and spent the whole time on Twitter having arguments, political arguments with people? What would happen to that person? They'd probably get cancelled, banned, and their, their whole thing would be destroyed. So what do we need to do? to get on track. This is really important because we might have all sorts of great ideas and inspirations. We want to do all these things, but we live in a world which is not making it very easy for us to get on with the things we want to do. And part of that is that almost everyone, and I, I'm putting my hand up here and admitting I am personally have a problem with this. <laughs> I'm not pretending this is not this is this is difficult, right? It's easier said than done to stay on track all the time and not get off track and not get distracted because all you've got to do is turn the internet on, which is normally on all the time. Oh, I'm just going to do this one quick thing. Anyone had that thought? I'm just going to just quick quickly check this little thing quickly. Right? And next thing you know, what happened? An hour goes by, two hours, three hours. Sometimes a whole day just disappears, you know, and you think, what happened to that thing I was working on? It's gone, you know. Oh, I'm going to go out today. I'm just going to check this thing real quick. And then nothing happens. This is this is a major issue. And what's what are we actually doing when we're off on these various little rabbit holes? We're getting involved in other people's business, basically. And what happens when we get lost in other people's business? We feel distressed because negativity, if you, if you, like for example, if you go on social media, you might have good intentions, post some good stuff, give everyone blessings, but it's quite likely you'll come across some negative news. And what happens when we see that? We feel emotionally disturbed, even just a little bit. Then what happens when we see other people's business that we can't control? We feel hopeless because when we see things that we can't change that are awful, we feel hopeless. Like There's all sorts of terrible things happening in the world. If we look at that stuff and we haven't got a way of dealing with it and we haven't thought about it, what happens is we really look at that and say, oh, that's such a shame. I feel really bad about that, but there's nothing I can do, nothing I can do at all. So we feel hopeless. We lose our happiness because when we see unhappy people, there are mirror neurons in our brain. If you see a happy person, you'll feel happier. If you see unhappy people, you'll feel unhappier. So this is all making us depressed. There's studies that show the more people watch the news, the more depressed they are. We also lose our ability to serve and do something useful during the time that we're distracted in other people's business. So we're not helping them, we're feeling bad, we're not helping ourselves, 
and we lose the opportunity to actually do something that we could do. And what's even worse than this is we can create a habit of being distracted. And that is very hard to break. This is, I talk to a lot of people and we've done a lot of digital detox and a lot of getting away from stuff. And whenever I mention to people, why don't you just take a digital detox? It, it's almost like asking someone to chop off their left arm. You know, that, that's the response I tend to get. So th this is how severe the situation is in the world. And all that stuff, it all accumulates in our head. And then we dream about it and it comes up. We think about it. And so there's this massive amount of stuff in almost everyone that is actually preventing us from doing what we want to do with our life. So it's such a profound, profound awareness, such a simple, simple statement. Mind your own business and minding it is caring for it, loving, loving yourself, loving the world enough to bring your precious mind and awareness and attention to where you're needed, where you needed, where you called really from your heart and your mind. And when you can listen for and answer that call, I do believe, and this is my experience, that the power of love and the power of that love in your heart to be aligned with your calling, that power of love for your fellow human beings, that power of love is stronger than this other power of distraction and you know, minding the business of others and what we can't control. So we have to tap into that power, that power, in order to conquer, so to speak, the other powers at play. Uh, so one thing is having the consciousness, the awareness, the knowledge and understanding around this. And the other is to be so in tune with that fire of love of your divine purpose and to continue to, as you need to, seek to find it, to align with it, to be in that beam of light that gives you energy. Because when you're in alignment with your highest purpose, I will imagine that you will have a spiritual calling. You will feel called to be in this full alignment with the divine, with a higher power, with the light, with God, your understanding of that being. Because as you're in alignment with yourself, with your purpose, so may you be in alignment with the highest one and in alignment with all of life. And that's really where the real power is. And as you can tap into that power, that will really give you the strength and the capacity to overcome the ocean of, you know, other things calling for attention in our world today. Yeah, it's so powerful. And the irony, of course, is that when we are minding our own business, then during that time, we're not minding anyone else's business. And when we're minding other people's business, we're not minding our own business. So it's almost like there's two rooms we can go in. Our own room and looking after our own business or getting involved in all this chaos and drama that we can't do anything about. 
And there's our choice. You know, this is like a moment to moment thing. Every day we have this opportunity again and again and again and again and again. And we keep getting this option. So if we want miracles and wonders and success and beautiful things and wonderful life, we've really got to get into the right room, get into that minding our own business place where we can make changes and control things and make them better. Now, I'll admit that this isn't easy. Everyone has their weakness. You know, some people it's television, some people it's shopping, some people it's some um, Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is, right? Everyone has their thing. Some people, they watch, they read blogs all day long. You know, it. everyone has something. There aren't many people who can truly say, Oh, I haven't got a problem with this. When one of the one of the things that I do is talk to a lot of people with coaching, and I have everyone fill out this very long survey so I get a better idea about them. And one of the thing, one of the questions on that survey is how much time do you spend on your phone every day? And what do you do? And how do you feel about it? And how much anxiety do you have? And there is a direct correlation between the amount of time people spend on the phone and their level of anxiety. And I've seen it. I've, I'd like, I've asked these questions to so many people. I've only actually come across one person so far who hardly ever uses their phone and doesn't have anxiety. It's, there's a connection, obviously. One person out of, <laughs> of like a hundred or something. So... Most people have a bit of a problem with this. And minding our own business, one of the things that makes this difficult is that there is a cultural accepted mania around minding other people's business. For example, in the last century, did you know that doctors used to prescribe cigarettes. Yeah, they said, someone's got a cough, don't worry about it. Here's a pack of Lucky Strikes and you'll be all right. Got the cough, you know, so they actually prescribed cigarettes. Before that, they used to give them um, opiate, heroin-based medications. In the Recently, they've been prescribing opiates and now there is a massive heroin addiction problem because people get addicted to opiates, they can't get them anymore, and then they start taking heroin, right? This is, so this is like culturally accepted things that turned out to be a disaster. In China, for many, many, many centuries, they had a practice of binding women's feet. So they had these like three or four inch feet, and they couldn't walk, and they had terrible, terrible pain. And it went on for centuries because it was an accepted practice. Can you imagine not able to walk these weird deformed feet? It's just awful. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but the point is there are all sorts of very, very weird things that have been accepted by large numbers of people that turned out to be a complete disaster. And our current mad mania is this idea that being absorbed in endless information about random things, about random people all the time is actually a good idea and is acceptable behavior. 
what's happening over here? What's so-and-so doing? What's this happening? What's happening in this country? What's happening over this? Blah, blah, blah. And it just goes on and on and on and on. What did Mahatma Gandhi do? He took down the British Empire, which is almost like a spiritual teacher taking out America. That's literally what it means. There's that level of power. Imagine some one person, some thin little guy from India, takes out United States by himself, you know. That is a very remarkable thing to pull off. And how did he do it? One of the key things is that he had a practice. See no evil. Hear no evil speak no evil the three monkeys i have a thing right behind me to remind me of these things and he was dealing with a lot of evil but he what wasn't allowing himself to get caught up in all these things because if he was he wouldn't have been able to do what he did it would have completely drained his energy. And that's one of the huge issues of getting involved with other people's business, gossip, drama, all of that. It will drain your precious energy. And then not only did it drain your energy, but then you don't have the energy you need to do what you really need to do. And that's really a devastation. And when we have an entire population of individuals in that situation, we've got a real problem on our hands because all these powerful souls with great work and great missions and great messages aren't getting it out there. They're being drained. And I don't think any of this is by accident. You know, I'm sure there are people aware that all of this negativity and negativity online and the media drains people because it does. The lower consciousness drains us. Higher consciousness lifts us up. Spiritual recharge, connecting with the power source, that gives us the power. But then once we've received the power, we have to not lose the power because there's really not that much benefit in receiving the power and then going straight to losing the power, to draining the power. You have to, you know, keep trying to fill up again. So it's better to fill up, spiritually recharge yourself, and then put that energy into your calling here, your work in the world, your purpose. We need you. We need your energy. We need your full presence here. And it is so important. It is absolutely essential essential for the well-being of, of all beings on this planet. So on one hand, we're talking about this in a lighthearted way, but on the other hand, this is, this is serious. This is serious business. And it is of utmost importance that, that each of us really understands the calling of the times. This is so important. There's a, there's a book called The War on Art by Stephen Pressfield. And what he's talking about in that book is how there are so many creative people who get completely taken down, just totally destroyed by distraction, by the resistance. And this, this is an ongoing battle that happens every day that we start off with inspirations and before we know it, it can all be wiped away. And whether it's technology addiction or physical addiction to various things or just 
getting off track. So if we really want to have a beautiful life, we've got to acknowledge this, like be really honest about it. The reason we're talking about this and sharing some of these things is we want it to be clear to you what you are dealing with here. Very, very clear. And did you know that Facebook, Google, and all these big companies, they make money when you spend your time looking at their stuff, their platforms, right? If everyone in the world stopped using Facebook products, yeah, meta products, Instagram, Facebook, and all the other stuff, what would happen? Imagine everyone said, you know what, I'm done with this, deleted their account, and they were finished. What would happen if everyone deleted their account today? There would be all sorts of things that would happen. But one thing that would happen is these companies would immediately go bankrupt. Yeah, they'd be out of business because they pry on the weakness of human beings, getting people to worry about other people, what do people think of me, what's going on, what about this, what about that, getting caught up in other people's business. And then they're not living their own life. It's like we have to remember what the seed of Facebook is. And Facebook was kind of the first that started a whole lot of other social media. The seed of Facebook was, at least I remember from the, the movie that was, was done on Facebook, was that the founder uh, was hurt by a woman, a girlfriend, I think, and went and immediately put up a a female rating system he called Facebook where face match, where I think it would show like each woman's photo and you would rate them or something like that. And I mean, what, what a horrible thing. It's probably so humiliating and so hurtful and uh, so cruel and rooted in complete ego consciousness and anger and resentment and revenge. I mean, look at the seed of the thing. You have to look at the seed of each thing, each endeavor, because as is that seed, so is the whole huge tree and branches and leaves and then the kind of rotten sort of fruit that that emerges. Now, is, are there some good things that happen? Of course, of course. I'm not saying it's all bad, but we do have to look at the energy of the seed that started um, this whole era of media, of social media, of comparison, of getting involved in, in things that we don't need to be involved in, right? So just some, some food for thought. There's a beautiful quote, think global, act local. So it's, we have a big vision for serving the world, but what do we do? We need to act locally. What can we do practically? What's going on is people are doing nothing locally, hardly at all, and just obsessed with things outside their control. And Facebook and all these companies they have really scammed the world into giving them their precious life force energy. So there's a fine line. Let's talk about the fine line because we're not saying that everything to do with the internet is evil. That's not what we're saying, just to be clear. 
And we're also not saying that we should close ourselves off and live in an ivory tower. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is understand your own business, what it is. What is your business? What is your dharma? What is your purpose in life? And then ask yourself, is what I'm doing helping me mind my own business? Is this thing I'm involved with serving others? Am I showing up? Am I being at my best? Or am I caught up in someone else's chaos and drama and nonsense that is making me drained and I can't do anything about it? Yeah, like I've heard stories about people who are getting involved in someone else's business, trying to take down their company and and cause all this chaos and complaining and coming up with all sorts of nonsense. It's none of their business, but cancel culture, this is such a huge toxic thing. We can go on and on about this. Our business is to do what we need to do. We're only bringing this up because if you don't know what's going on, then we're kind of in a hypnotic trance state, an unconscious state. Once we bring consciousness to it, then we can do something about it. So there's a very fine line. And for example, I get magazines in the in the mail about what's going on in the world. And if I spend lots and lots of time reading those magazines, I don't like it. It makes me feel bad. But if I have no idea what's going on at all, that's also a problem, right? So there's a fine line here. We can find out the key things that actually make a difference to us personally and how we can be affected by that and how we can impact things fairly quickly. I personally find that about an hour a week is enough or perhaps even more than enough to have a pretty good idea of the main things that affect me in my life. I could easily spend 10 hours a day trying to figure out what's going on in the world But what good would that do me? And what would be the loss of that? So there there is a fine line. And hero actors in a movie, what do they do? What do hero actors do in a movie? They focus on themselves and their role. They're not focused on other people. They have to do what they have to do. Each one of us is a hero in our own life story. Are we being the hero that we need to be? I think that really to be that hero, you also need to give yourself the space. You need to give yourself some breathing room, some thinking room. You know, if if you're constantly caught up and consuming and being inundated with this, that, and the other, you won't really have any space to be in tune with what your next thought word and action is right so that's the other issue you know it you need to give yourself the space honor yourself honor your life your life force honor your purpose here and give yourself the time to be in tune with that you know it's not that everything will always be completely clear and you know exactly what you need to do and it's it's absolutely laid out and it's there's no problems and no obstacles and no challenges arising that is just silliness of course not 
there will always be opposing forces this time at least so to speak and so we need to have that maturity to recognize the situation we're dealing with and really honor and love and and appreciate our own life force the gift that we've been given from god and to do our very best to serve our fellow man our fellow human beings our beloved world the elements the animals the creatures you know everyone and everything and i'm certain that if you're listening to the spiritual recharge podcast that this resonates with you there's no way you'd be listening to a podcast called spiritual recharge there's no way you'd be listening to a miracle consciousness series interested in the miracle group the miracle journal if you weren't a spiritually minded divine soul who has a profound calling in our world no doubt about it absolutely no doubt so this is for you this is for your ears for your mind for your heart to inspire you to give you the empowerment you know in a world where this type of message isn't so dominant isn't dominant at all because you are needed you have important work here on so many levels and it's really essential that that you play your part to the fullest isn't that beautiful what would happen in the world if everyone decided to live their highest purpose and stop getting distracted? What would happen? What would happen if people woke up in the morning and they said, what can I do today to improve myself and to make my life better, my house better, my health better, be of service to others? What would happen? Just tune into it. It's, it's miraculous just thinking about this. It would complete change rather than waking up going, what's happened outside of me? Click, click, click. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Getting negatively affected. So there's a wonderful expression, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And when we're not focused on what we need to do, we get really caught up into all sorts of things and feel awful. Really what we're talking about here is making a decision, making a decision. What am I going to focus my attention on? Am I going to focus on what I can do to improve the world and myself and the world and people and different situations practically? Or am I going to give my attention to other things that I can't do anything about and just drain me. This is really all we're doing here. Am I focusing on something meaningful and powerful and effective? Divine? Or am I focused on something that is pulling me away from all that? In India, in Sanskrit, there's a word Maya. Maya is the illusion the seductive illusion. Really what we're talking about is Maya. We're being seductively pulled away from our true purpose into some rabbit hole that seems great, but then we come out the other end realizing that what did we get out of it? We didn't get anything. What did other people get out of it? They didn't get anything either. 
So this is the big decision. And you ask yourself, would I like to spend my life focused on my mission? Would you like to focus your time on your business? Would you like to claim back your time from all these other places and bring it all back to your business? This is the question we can ask ourselves again and again and again every day, because that's really what we're dealing with. It's as simple as that. So what do we need to do to bring this to life? First thing, number one, is to know your own business. What is your business? When I was living in England, I remember getting this quote that said, your business is spiritual business. This was the exact quote. Your business is spiritual business. And I made it into this huge poster and I had it right in front of me on my desk, this massive poster. Your business is spirit, just to remind me what my business actually is, (laughs) in case I forgot. I should probably reprint one and stick it on the wall because that is the business, you know. And... But what is your business? I mean, I'm sure all of us, ultimately, we're spiritual beings. We're here to make a difference. But we need to know what our business is. The second thing is to focus only, and this is this is the hard thing, focus only on things that we can control. This is a very profound thing. We could do a whole podcast on what you can control and what you can't, because... Maya, the illusion, makes us get caught up in things, thinking we sort of can control them, and we can't, and we end up a bit disturbed afterwards. So if we dedicate our time and energy to our own business and the things that we can change and can improve and can upgrade, then then what happens is we feel empowered. When we, like for example, yesterday I tidied up our deck, it was, the winter came, there's all these leaves and all these dead plants and all this mess everywhere. And we don't go out much in the winter. So I, I spent like, I don't know, four or five hours yesterday tidying up the deck. And I feel very good about it now. I feel empowered because now when I go outside, it's very clean, very tidy. Do you like it, RL? Happy? RL's yes. giving... Sarah's giving me blessings because it makes a difference. So we walk outside now. All the plants are nicer. I'm going to get some more plants. These are practical things we can control. I could go on YouTube and watch a bunch of random videos about awful things happening. Or I could go out and upgrade our deck, you know. So when we focus on things we can control, we feel very empowered. And then the The final thing, which we haven't talked much about, is the things that we can't control, because there are loads of terrible things happening in the world, which our heart goes out to that. You know, there's all sorts of things. We would love to be able to do something if we could. So if you can't do anything about it, one thing we can do is, what is it, Ariel? We can send blessings from our mind, from our heart. And that's a beautiful thing. That then that that is 
perhaps part of your business to send blessings, good vibrations, good wishes, pure feelings, healing energy in consciousness to the situation, to the souls involved in your heart, in your prayers, in your being. That's beautiful. That is constructive. That is constructive. Getting absorbed in the situation, the negativity of it and the worry of it and the fear of it, not constructive, destructive, only adding to that energy field. So be constructive with the things that we perhaps don't have control over, can't change. However, we can have an effect on an energetic level, and that is real. That is real, and that is profound. And that that is part of our business as spiritual souls, as awakened souls, you know, and then that's a, a great service, and it's very healing. So that is something you can do. That is something you can do. But getting involved in any other way that is a drain, that's not a good idea, right, to do as we've talked about. So really being on your purpose, being on your mission, aligned with your highest calling and giving blessings to every everywhere you feel called to give blessings to in our world. Yay. So would you like to mind your own business? Would you like to give more time than you normally do just to your life? So what you can bring with you is this decision. Every day you can ask yourself, am I minding my own business? Or am I caught up in something else? You know, of course, it's good to learn things, to be inspired, to have some idea what's going on is useful, right? But there's a line between minding our own business and getting lost. So we can ask this simple question, am I minding my own business? Again and again and again. And if we do, what will happen? You'll have so much more energy. That's what will happen. You'll feel so much better because you will feel inspired and energized by doing the things that you can do. When we do things that make a difference, it comes back to us and we feel inspired. When we do things that we are lost in, we feel drained and depressed, right? So you'll immediately start feeling better. And you'll be able to be of service and actually help make the world a better place. And as we do this, we connect with other like-minded beings who are on the mission. You know, we, we each have our own unique individual part, but we're also very connected and we have profound parts to play together. And so as we show up fully in our own part, in our own role, we, we very much call that forth in others as well. We end up connecting with others who are also in that energy and frequency. And then together, because this isn't even an individual thing at all, together we really make a profound change in our world. So thank you so much for your divine presence. You are an amazing being, and it is such a profound honor to have the gift of connecting with you, connecting with such a bright, brilliant, heroic, beautiful soul. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for your presence. Shining lights, shining lights. Yeah, you have such potential to feel good, to make a huge difference. Think global, act local. What can you do now? 
Even things like upgrading our house and clearing clutter is a huge upgrade in the world because if you feel better and your space feels better, that's made a difference. So many things we can do every day. So see this through and see what happens. Am I minding my own business? Am I minding my own business? Ask that question again and again and again and see what happens. Lots and lots of love and many, many blessings.